Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. This hour, it's going to be Dave Coleman. He's a great attorney, the senior legal con- uh, counsel over the Great Lakes Justice Center. They're taking on a case where Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, a lot of you are listening in Michigan right now, and I own a home in Michigan, so I, I, I'm very, very involved in Michigan politics, too. Just realize what your governor is doing. She's suing 13 prosecutors to stop them from prosecuting people on a 50-year-old law that doesn't apply because Roe v. Wade was the decision of the Supreme Court. I don't know if you... Carrie, does that make sense to you? No. She's suing 13 prosecutors to stop them from doing something they're not doing and that they can't do because of Roe v. Wade. You got me? That makes zero sense, actually. Right. Right, because she solved every other problem in Michigan. She thought she'd go after prosecutors for not doing something. And again, this is how nuts it is when you're on the liberal side in this country. You will do the dumbest thing. She's wasting state money that shouldn't be wasted, that should be used for something better, to sue people over something that they're not doing. We'll have him on, bottom of the hour. Who He explains it, obviously, a whole lot better than I just did. Michael Franzese, in hour number three, he's got a new book coming out called Mafia Democracy. We break that down as well on your Friday. I'll give you some strings. Horn section. That was me. Protein bar during the break here, you know? No, I don't know. I guess you do know. Wow, way to go. No, no. What day is it anyway? Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's go. Friday. Uh Uh-huh. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Yes, freedom. That is the chocolate voice. Carrie Lockie, appreciate you. Polo in the house. Sam getting it done. Let's go. Pags, 888-941-7247, Whatever's on your mind, fair game. But know something about it. We'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. And I give you the, the, the website because you can scroll down to the bottom and click on contact. 
and you can send me an email during the program. Also, there's a newsletter link. Click on that. And by the way, some people say the, the newsletter thing pops up. I can't, I can't look at your website. Just click anywhere away from that pop-up, and then you're back on the website. Come on, what's the matter with you? Um, but if you do want the newsletter, it's free. It goes out every day, right about the time the show starts. It's got links to where you can watch the show, where you can listen to the show, in case you're sports or anything like that, uh, or if you just want to hear the show and you're away from your radio station, make sure you do it that way. So we're talking about liberal versus conservative last hour. And this whole argument about student loans and the argument about whether we should pay them back or not is a crazy one. Now, Carrie, there's a story where there, there's actually a liberal pundit who's saying Democrats can do great this year if they just do two things. And I think that you have that one now. It's not only yeah. uh, uh, you got you to gotta just, eh, just forgive student loans. You also have to let them smoke some ganja, right? Fill me in. Mm-hmm. From the blaze, Cassie Dillon faced significant backlash on Twitter for saying she worked diligently to pay off her own student loans and would be incensed if President Joe Biden forgave student debt. I just worked my butt off to pay off my very expensive student loans a few months ago. If Biden forgives student loans, I'm going to be livid, Dillon tweeted on Wednesday, expressing a sentiment likely shared by Scott of other people, but the straightforward and reasonable comment was met by a wave of criticism, including from celebrity Valerie Bertinelli, who accused Dylan of being selfish. Tell me you're selfish without telling me you're selfish, Bertinelli tweeted in response to Dylan's post. And this isn't about selfishness, it's about responsibility. Forgiving student loans won't fix the problem of schools hiking tuition costs, Dylan replied. Exactly, Cassie focused on the actual problem, Bertinelli tweeted. In response to Bertinelli's post accusing Dylan of selfishness, another Twitter user suggested Bertinelli spend some of her own money to pay off student debts. That was not the story you were talking about, was it? Well, it's, it's connected. There's another story where Pam Keith, who is a liberal uh, pundit, I believe, is, uh, is, is adding to that. She's saying you, that Biden should, should forgive student debt and do something else, and they'll do very well in the midterms. You got something on that? All right, hold on just a second. Um, and you sent that to me. The last one, it's right there. Boom, click it. The blaze. Okay. You know what? Okay. Uh, Pam Keith, a former Democratic congressional candidate who lost to incumbent GOP representative Brian Mast of Florida in 2020, said that Democrats could win big during the upcoming midterms if President Joe Biden canceled student debt and decriminalized cannabis. If Joe Biden cancels student debt and decriminalized cannabis, Dems will run the table in November, she declared. Both are also excellent economic stimulus measures, she added in another tweet. And to those who claim I'm pushing free money and weed as the Dem platform, my answer is yep, she noted. Canceling student debt isn't about those with college degrees. It's about those with college debt, which includes millions who don't actually have degrees. This isn't a class issue. It's an economic justice and stimulus issue, she declared. Americans have been facing soaring inflation, a problem which could cause significant headwinds for Democrats heading into the midterms later this year. Biden's been underwater on his job approval rating in various polls for some time. Unless public sentiment shifts, his lackluster job approval could also serve as a drag on Democrats during the 2022 election cycle. Just so I understand. And by the way, you read the first one fine. I mean, the second one was great, too. Um, The thing I don't understand is... Why people like this Pam Keith or anybody in the administration think that people will forget about the horrible lockdowns, forget about the ridiculous mask mandates and the shot mandates and the vaccine passports, for God's sakes, that we'll just forget about the hyperinflation, that beef is you know five, six dollars a pound some places. It's six, seven dollars a gallon to go buy gas at, in California at the pump. Uh, why would they forget about that because you go you can smoke some weed? I'm not sure I understand. And what is it? How is it economic justice? To forgive a student loan. 
I don't know that I I've ever. Not, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pay my house payment anymore. Oh, can I do Carrie, that? Carrie, economic justice. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. I'm down with that. Sure. Yep. And I'm not going to pay, pay my property taxes either. They won't take my house and property, will they? Uh, they will. What? Yes. Shut the face. Nope. All right. So we have to pay the bills when we take out the loans or pay the bills when we sign the contract. Mm-hmm. But it's justice to not. And she also adds this line in there Millions of Americans have student debt. Many of them don't have degrees. Well, whose fault is that? I'm going to say the student's fault. So they got the loan, low interest. They went to classes, failed, dropped out, maybe smoked too much of the Mary Jane, and then have decided since I don't have the diploma, I don't have to pay it back. See, the student loan wasn't for you to get a degree or a diploma. The student loan was to pay for the school that you wanted to go to. Now it's up to you to actually do something. It didn't guarantee you anything. She almost was suggesting if you got your degree, you should pay it back. Now, Casey Dillon, in the first story, she's paid it back. She's a young person in her 20s. I believe she works for um, the Daily Wire. And she's a person who bragged that she paid it back and that she would be very disappointed if Biden just forgives student loans. But to believe what Pam Keith says in the second story, let's really break that down. She's saying the people who are middle of the road, maybe lean a little left, lean a little bit right, who are all going to go and vote Republican or conservative in November because they need a changeover in our economic outlook. They need a changeover in the malaise that we're all facing right now. They're going to decide to hold their nose and vote for Biden's candidates and the Democrats and sweep the House and the Senate for Democrats because somebody says student loans are paid off and marijuana is now decriminalized. That's suggesting that there are people walking around who find marijuana and student loans to be the most important issue in America for them. Well, that's just not true. Any study will show you the number one concern today in this country is the economy, period. The number two concern for Americans, and this was a a Fox poll I saw yesterday, is the border and illegal immigration. I don't think that student loans being forgiven was even on the list. So the idea that you're going to get people to vote a different way than they're planning to vote because you forgive student loans or say marijuana is now decriminalized is a stupid idea. It doesn't make any sense. And if they do forgive student loans, nothing is forgiven. That money will have to come from somewhere. And guess where it's going to come from? You and me. As usual, there is no money to pay back student loans and make them free to those who took them out. There isn't any money laying around. They'd have to print it. They'd have to borrow it. They'd have to pay interest on it. And they'll do that to win an election. Keep in mind, it's always about keeping power and control. Your thoughts on those two items. For giving student loans, make a good case for why that should happen in this country. And also, would legalizing marijuana make you vote for the party that says they want to legalize it. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it 
a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Dave Coleman at the bottom of the hour. He's the uh, the senior counsel over at the Great Lakes Justice Center. And they're fighting Gretchen Whitmer and her administration and Dana Nessel, the attorney general there, over there going after prosecutors, suing them to stop them from doing something they're not doing. I know. It's hard to follow. It's not easy. Carrie, it's not, it's not easy to follow when, when I say it that it way, right? It is not, no. What the hell does that mean? Well, we'll find out. And it's, it's just as stupid as it sounds. In the meantime, let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Kevin, what's happening in Kansas City? Hi. Oh, hi, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I just wanted to give you my thoughts on the, the student loan debt forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I'm a mid-30s-year-old uh, student in debt, so having my debt forgiven would be great. However, I don't think it's a great idea nationally to do that, especially if it's just going to be a one-time student wipe. Uh, I think that's going to put extra burden on new students coming on with current loans and plus the students uh, that got their loans forgiven. Um, Joe, can I ask you, what do you think about um, doing the universal um, secondary school or like government-paid school? What if they wiped the loans and did that? Um, Good, bad? Horrible. Who's paying for it? It would be the taxpayers, and sure, but I was thinking along the lines of kind of how they do over in Europe. Um, I don't know if that'd be a, a good setup for us, but I think a one-time wipe is a no for me. Yeah, no, well, I'm with you on that. And, and I, look, I understand individually it sounds nice if somebody were to call me to say, hey, we're going to wipe out your mortgage. I'd be, I'd be hip to that, but not if it costs the taxpayers a bunch of money and not if it's going to happen for everybody and not if it makes us broke in the meantime. Um, I would be against most of what the European moves are that are socialistic, like socialized medicine, socialized education. Look, vocations are very important in this country. The left, for some reason in this country, has convinced people that you have to have a college degree or a university degree or have to go to two or four years of school, if not eight. It's just not true. There are many jobs where you don't need that degree. There are many jobs where life experience will get you where you have to be. There are many jobs where the biggest successes, what's, what's the going story? Peter Jennings, who was the ABC Nightly News host for a long time before he sadly passed, he was a high school guy who dropped out. So, I mean, the idea that you can't do the job if you don't go to college is an idea that's been brought up by people like Barack Obama and, and Elizabeth Warren and so on. The idea that everybody somehow deserves to have higher education is not true. If you want higher education because of the voca- because of the job, not the vocation, the job that you want to do when you get out of high school, then either have the money ready to pay the tuition or borrow the money or, or apply for grants, go and do it and pay back any money that you might have borrowed. That's not asking a lot of somebody who's getting a lot in return. So I would not be for any sort of one-time wipe Everybody gets free college forever, free secondary school forever. No, I disagree. I think that we should redirect people into, you know, welding jobs are very good. Automotive jobs are very good. Uh, um, uh, Drywall hangers are very good. There are vocations that are very, very important that you don't necessarily need a degree to do. 
but we've made people think that they're somehow less than or somehow, you know, on the outs if they're not getting a college education. It's not for everybody. And if you do go to college, either pay for it, get grants for it, or take that loan out and pay the loan back. I don't want to forgive anybody's loans unless there was usury done here. You know, you go and get a loan. I need $10,000 to go to the local community college, and they're charging you 35% interest. Now, that's against the law, and that, that's so, certainly something that should be remedied. I'm also for extremely low, if not zero, interest loans for people to go and get an education. But you have to pay it back. It's not really that difficult to understand. All right, let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to Dominic, Minnesota. Dominic, what's going on? Hi. Yeah, how you doing, Joe? I love this show. Thanks, I'm a man. great listener. I listen you. to you every night while I'm cooking dinner. Thank you. So my theory is I think we should go to a 0% interest for all loans across the board. And if you paid off your loan, I think you should get a check from the government for all the interest that you paid for so that they're happy. And then for the people that just paid off their loan and interest itself, I think that they should. Uh, be forgiven. Okay, so I want, I want to make sure that I'm following you. Are you just talking about student loans? You're talking about any loan? No, I'm talking about student loans. Okay, so if I take out a student loan, um, you're saying zero percent interest, or charge the interest but pay the person the interest back when they pay the when they pay the loan off? Yeah. So, so for example, let's say I paid off my student loan. You know. Last year, yes, but it took me twenty years to pay it off. Okay, you know, I should get a check from the government for the interest that I paid on that, and they should go to a flat zero for everybody across the board. And if you paid your loan off in interest, you should be forgiven. Okay, well, Dominic, it's an interesting idea. I, 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 it does. It, I, I understand it. I don't know if it makes sense, but I do understand it. You know, the, there is a cost to borrowing money. Should the government charge you interest? on money it's loaning you to go and better your stead so that you can be a more productive American and pay more taxes and, and pay into the economy. I don't think so. I would be for zero interest loans. I kind of like the idea he has. I think it sounds like it's incentivizing people to pay it off. If you pay it off, you get a check for all the interest that you paid in. That would certainly be something that would be the impetus to force people to pay off their loans, um, those who took loans out. I don't dislike it. Dominic, it's not a horrible idea. Um, as I said right before I picked up your line, I didn't even see what you were going to say. Um, I'm for a zero-interest loan or a very low-interest loan. But leave the interest at 3 4 5 6%. Have the person pay it off. When they pay it off, they get the interest back. That is a great, I, I think that's a great incentive to have people pay back their loans. Not a bad idea. It's really not a bad idea as I think about it more. Let me go back at it and say hello and welcome to um, line four. Joe, Florida, hi. Hey, Joe, living the dream. I love your show. You're the man. Thanks, man. You know, uh, yeah, I'm too stupid to pay back my college loan. That's why you should pay it for me. I'm a carpenter. What am I doing paying for somebody that took a college degree and paying their loan back? That That is ridiculous. We've gotten so pathetic that, you know, I'll tell you a quick story. My, my niece got a degree in theater. She can't use it anywhere. It's it's one of the worst degrees. She can't even get a job in it. Right. Okay. And then one time on Facebook, she complains about how the professors belittled her and treated her terrible. And then the next post she's making is how the, gov- the government should pay back her loan. The government doesn't have any money. 
The government takes the money from people like me and you, Joe Pags, everybody in the world to pay back their loans. Right. It's an unjust system. Because I'm a tradesman, who's going to give me money? I've got a business loan. They're not going to forgive my business loan. No, they're not. They're in it to make money. I took the loan because I thought I would better myself. The same with the people that took the college degree. They took the loan because they thought they were going to better themselves. Right. I'm sorry you got a worthless degree. I'm sorry the colleges are charging you more than that degree is worth. Go after the colleges. They got huge endowments. I don't know why the lawyers in this country don't go after these colleges for giving these kids worthless degrees. Well, because a lot, a lot of lawyers probably like the idea of eventually forgiving the loans because that will make people vote liberal and vote Democrat. This is not really about making their, their financial situation better. Joe, thank you. Um, a lot of carpenters in my, in my family, by the way. It's an awesome job. Um, this isn't about forgiving loans or making their financial status better. This is, and always has been, an idea that would make people vote for people like Joe Biden. Oh, Biden forgave my loan. I got to vote for him. Oh, Pelosi forgave my loan. I got to vote for her. Waters forgave my loan. When it's really just a ruse to keep the power in control. And people don't really care because individually they want they want their loan paid off. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, Dave Colvin when we come back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It was great to have back Dave Coleman. He's from the Great Lakes Justice Center. And, uh, you know, you send me these emails, and I'm like, what the hell is this now that's going on in Michigan? Dave, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Joe? I'm doing very well. I think last time you pulled off the side of the road and we did an interview there, that's how, how much access you've given us. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you standing up for good all-American values and for Michiganders' values when it comes to cases like this. We just talked about this at length before I started the interview because I didn't, I wasn't wrapping my brain around it. There is a case. I'm going to just sort of encapsulate it. Then you can expand if, if you don't mind. There's a case in Michigan where the sitting governor, Gretchen Whitmer, who for my money is one of the worst governors in the country. But that's just me saying it. Um, she is, is now suing with the help of Nessel, the attorney general, who's horrible as an attorney general. She threatened journalists in Michigan. That's how bad she is. Um, they're going after 13 prosecutors um, because of a law in Michigan that says you can arrest a doctor if he performs an abortion, but all of that was superseded by Roe v. Wade. So there's really, Dave, if, if I've got half a brain, and it's about what I have, um, there is no case here. Why is she suing them? Well, because they're worried that the U.S. Supreme Court in June is going to overturn Roe v. Wade, or at least severely limit it. And if that happens, Michigan's law could come back into effect, and then a prosecutor might prosecute somebody under it. But you hit the nail there, Joe. 
the issue is there is no case right now. These are all hypotheticals. Nobody knows what the Supreme Court's going to rule. Nobody knows if a prosecutor will even prosecute someone under this statute once if Roe v. Wade is overturned. It's all hypotheticals. And the governor is just trying to, to preemptively get this case going where she's going to ask the Michigan Supreme Court to create a new right to abortion under Michigan's Constitution, it, just in case the federal uh, right under Roe gets overturned. So that's what's behind this. And she's suing these prosecutors. And she's asking for two things, Joe. The first thing is for an injunction to stop the prosecutors from prosecuting anybody under this law when they're not doing it. So think about that, Joe. Wow. Court, stop the prosecutor from prosecuting people from doing something they're not doing. I mean, that's idiotic. That makes no sense at all. Right. The second thing she's doing is she wants the court, and this is the real aim, Joe. She's abusing her power in this little-used constitutional provision to bring this lawsuit to try to get the Michigan Supreme Court to create a right to abortion under Michigan's Constitution. And we have case law in place right now. Our Supreme Court ruled uh, in a Bricker case and in a Mahaffey case. There's no right to uh, an abortion under Michigan's Constitution. But right now, it's a 4-3 split in the Michigan Supreme Court, uh, liberal to conservative. And she's hoping that if she just gets the issue in front of the Supreme Court, that they'll overturn that previous precedent and find that there is this right uh, in hiding in the Constitution right now. But there's no case in controversy, Joe. I mean, that's why this whole case is ridiculous. We filed a motion to dismiss. We've asked for our attorney fees because this is a totally frivolous case. It's premature. Well, I mean, obviously, if, if, if I don't know if there's any precedent for this, but I'll take it to the civil level. A level. What if I decided I'm going to sue my neighbor for something uh, because you ran over my mailbox, but you didn't run over my mailbox, but I think you might one day. I mean, is that is that how stupid this is? Is that comparison a valid comparison? It's preemptively suing somebody for something they haven't done and haven't shown any intention of doing. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. And think how this can be abused. If the governor can do this, there is no law on the books. There's no statute that is safe. The governor could just sue somebody because she doesn't like a law and ask the Supreme Court to overturn it. You know, this could be abused on both sides of the aisle. You know, think about it, Joe. Let's say we have a Republican governor and he's got a conservative Supreme Court and he doesn't like the concealed weapons, you know, carry laws that are in place, people being prosecuted for carrying a concealed weapon. So he wants constitutional carry. So he just brings a lawsuit against the prosecutor out of thin air and just says, hey, you know, judge, we want to bring this case and the Michigan Supreme Court should weigh in and get rid of the constitution or get rid of the concealed carry law and find a new right for uh, constitutional carry in the Michigan Constitution, even though it's not there. You can read it into the into the Constitution. Right. Do you see how this could be used? Yes. I, I mean, this is outrageous. It needs to be stopped. Where did, by the way, it's Dave Coleman. He's uh, from the Great Lakes Justice Center. You know, what's amazing to me, it's greatlakesjc.org, uh, right? Yeah, that's correct. Thank I you. want to make sure people go and check out your website. You're doing great work for the people of Michigan. What's outrageous to me is that there are so many issues that she should be focusing on, so many issues that, that Michiganders really want her to focus on. She's been a horrible governor. She's done some – we can go for the next three hours talking about what I think she's done wrong for the state, and I own, I own property there, so I, I have a say. 
Um, at the end of the day, though, why not focus on getting people back to work? Why not focus on uh, on getting people to understand the uh, that we're getting through the pandemic, according to Fauci? Who knows? Uh, why would she ever say, now is the right time for me to take on a 50-year-old law that is not applicable because of what happened in 1973 in the Supreme Court? What, what's the timing here, do you think, Dave? Well, it's a, it's political, Joe. I mean, what better way to get their base energized and on the left than the issue of abortion? I mean, right now, if you believe all the pundits and the polling that we're seeing, it's going to be a red wave this fall. The governor is rightly concerned. She has to have some issues out there to try to generate some urgency on her side and try to get people to come out and vote for her. What better way to do it than with a silly case like this that's frivolous, but it's abortion and she's standing up for, you know, for the pro-choice rights. And so, you know, what better way to do that? It's purely political. He's the senior legal counsel, Great Lakes uh, Justice Center. It's Dave Coleman. Uh, What's interesting about that is, if I hear you right, she's not really doing it to do something. She's doing it to start the conversation, start the upheaval, and really energize the left that is not very energized right now because of what we see out of Washington. Is that is that part of this, if not most of this? Yeah, I would say so. And, you know, we have an attorney general that's up for election this year that's quite liberal and secretary of state and on down the line. So they're very concerned that it could be a Republican sweep in a few months and they're pulling out all the stops. You know, it's another interesting thing, Joe, here. This is kind of silly, too, when you think about it. The governor right now is supporting a petition drive in Michigan that would add the right to abortion to the Michigan Constitution. So they're out getting over 350,000 signatures, trying to get them, to get this issue on the ballot this fall so that we can put abortion into the Michigan Constitution because it's not there. But yet, in this case, she's arguing the right to abortion is already there. And the court just needs to rule that way and find that it's, it's there and affirm that. So she's talking out of both sides of her mouth. I mean, both those things cannot be true. Well, Dave, if it's not there, how does she make the argument that it is? Well, is, because- there something, is there something in the Constitution that she's pointing to saying that in and of itself gives a woman the right to abort? It's because of the general right to privacy and issues like that, you know, that bodily integrity, the same sort of thing at the federal level, right. which, you know, a lot of folks think that the U.S. Supreme Court is about to undo but she's going to argue that that gives the right under Michigan's constitution, even though the word abortion is not contained there at all. And uh, that's what she's arguing. But like I said, there's case law in our appellate courts already right on point where these arguments have been made and our courts in Michigan have ruled, no, there's no such right under Michigan's constitution. Those of you who are living in Michigan or listening, you know, listening to Michigan, watching in Michigan, please vote this person out. Um, she's done enough harm in, in her years as the governor, and there's got to be somebody better uh, that you can choose from. It's Dave Coleman, uh, Great, uh, Great Lakes Justice Center. Let's talk about Roe v. Wade specifically when it comes to states' rights. You and I both know, and, and when I say this, it's true, abortion does not exist in the Constitution. There is no word on abortion, just like gay marriage doesn't exist in the Constitution. The way that it was written, what's not covered here, the Tenth Amendment says, goes back to the states. It's the purview of the states. So there are many states in this country right now where abortion is illegal. It's it's in some of their constitutions. It's in law, like it is in Michigan for the past 50 years. But because of Roe v. Wade, they made it a privacy case, which we really know wasn't really about privacy. Um, but they made it a privacy case. That's the way that they could win, saying the government has no right to know what a woman wants to do when it comes to her medical decisions. Um, let's say that goes away. 
It doesn't mean abortion's illegal everywhere, Dave. It means that abortion will be legal in the states that want it to be legal, right? That's exactly right, Joe. It puts it back to the states. And even in Michigan, I mean, we have this law right now. But look, the legislature can pass a new law. There can be a petition drive, a ballot uh, initiative like they're doing right now. There are other ways to do it. And, you know, we get we get slammed saying, well, this law says you can't have an abortion at any point in time in the in, in the pregnancy of the mother. And that's an extreme position. Well, do you understand the extreme position that the governor is pushing is that there's a right to abortion at any time right up to the moment of birth? And so they have no problem with an abortion being committed on a fully viable live child one day before being born. Right. And that's what they want enshrined into the into the Constitution. So, look, that's why these issues should come back to the states and to the people to decide through their representatives, through ballot initiatives. Let the people decide. It gets That's even, the way it works. Exactly right. Dave Coleman, Great Lakes Justice Center. You know, it, it gets even worse than that. There are some that are arguing that a new law being proposed in California allows you to kill the child 28 days after it's born and still call it an abortion. So, I mean, this yeah. we, we've now moved into where you can just murder somebody, and that's okay because the, the mother made a decision that it's inconvenient. Um, I don't want it to be like that. Even the Supreme Court didn't want it to be like that. People have read that, that judgment to mean abortion is okay up until the day before. That's not what the intention was when you read the ruling. When you read the actual, the actual opinions in that case... They were talking about rare and 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 um, you know only necessary. They were talking about early in the pregnancy, although they never codified that in the law. They left it wide open so people can, like Hillary Clinton, who pushes for this, people can say partial birth abortion is simply fine because Roe v. Wade. But that wasn't their their intention. I'm guessing you've read the decision and the opinions in Roe v. Wade. They didn't intend for abortion to be as as available and 900 dead babies a day like we see today, did they? No, not at all. In fact, when you read Roe v. Wade, many people are surprised that the court very clearly said that at the point of viability and forward, states have every right to regulate even up to the point of prohibiting abortion. That's been in there from the get-go in the Roe decision. And in fact, now over the last 50 years, you've seen many decisions that have flowed afterwards where more and more restrictions are being put in place and they have been approved. And viability has always been the issue. And now, of course, given science and improvements, viability is moving earlier and earlier and earlier. It's now like 20 weeks and sometimes even earlier than that. Um, so viability becomes uh, a big issue. It really does. You know, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting in Michigan because we have a second statute that the governor is not attacking, which actually talks about viability, that if a doctor performs an abortion on a viable child, that's also a felony, and they can go to prison. But she's not attacking that law. That's pretty interesting oversight, I think, on her part. It is. Senior Legal Counsel, the Great Lakes Justice Center, greatlakesjc.org. It's Dave Coleman. You know, Dave, when I watch all of this unfold, and you might not want to opine, I'm going to ask you for an opinion. If you don't want to give one, you don't have to. But in, in dealing with people like Whitmer and, and, um, and the Attorney General, when you deal with people like that who are so vehement, that you must be able to abort anytime you want, period, in a story. Um, I've never heard a really good argument, and I wonder if you have, as to why they're so for it. Is it population control? It's not really reproductive health care. Of course, it's not health care if you're killing a child. Is it about privacy? Is it about a woman's body? Do you know why they're so strong in their advocacy to kill uh, an unborn child? 
I don't because I have not heard a good answer yet. Well, I we could read minds. Maybe we'd have a better better go at that, right. Joe. But I I agree with you. I think it's probably a combination of all those things. But you know what's interesting? The whole argument about viability in children that can survive outside the womb—it's something like seventy-five percent, maybe higher in recent polls. Yes. Of all Americans from all sides oppose that. So, so this extreme position of Governor Whitmer and her followers that you should have abortion right up to the point of birth. It, it, there's very few people in this country that agree with that and support that. But they lie, and they, they lie constantly. That's about w- women's reproductive health care. Two guys, Coleman and Pag, should not be able to say anything about a woman's body. Um, this is uh, her choice. Uh, rape, incest, the mother's life. And even if you even if you say, you know what, for rape, incest, and the mother's life, you can terminate any other time you can't. Are you now pro-life? And, of course, they say no. They're not because they're just using that as a ruse, as a straw man argument to say, you can't tell me what to do with my body. These poor women are going through this horrible time when most of them, well over 90% of abortions are out of convenience. So the whole argument is ridiculous. They're lying about it. And I just wish that they'd be honest. Here's why we want to do it. And I wish they would just say what the, what the answer was. But I think you're right. They probably would lose a lot of their following, a lot of the people that agree with them if they did that. Dave, I appreciate you doing this. Um, do me a favor. Keep us updated on how this case goes. And come on often, my friend. I appreciate you. We'll do that, Joe. It's always great to be with you. Enjoy it very much. It's uh, Dave Coleman. He is the senior legal counsel over there at the Great Lakes Justice Center, greatlakesjc.org. And we're coming right back. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Great to have you. Always like having uh, Dave Coleman on for the Great Lakes Justice Center, greatlakesjc.org. They do great work, whether it's the mask or vax mandate for athletes in Michigan or this stupidity of Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, and the attorney general, Dana Nessel, deciding we're going to sue 13 prosecutors to not do something they're not doing. What? And it's all about abortion. Okay, we've got to keep aborting the babies. Got to keep killing them unborn babies. I mean, that, that's, it, it's sick. It really is. doesn't make sense. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Go to J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on contact. Send me an email. Sign up for whatever your favorite social media is. Somebody yesterday said, Truth Social isn't on there. I'm at Joe Pags on Truth Social. At J-O-E-P-A-G-S. You will see a verified check mark next to my name. Let me tell you about uh, Stamps.com. Stamps.com is great you got a small business, inflation isn't doing you any favors right now. It is harder and harder than ever to stay profitable. If you're looking for a way to cut costs, mailing and shipping is a great place to start. Simply use stamps.com. Mail and ship with them. Get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS. Also, UPS, it's an easy way to keep more money in your pocket. So vital, especially right now. 
For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. That's over a million. Think about it. They give you access to all the post office and UPS shipping right there on your computer. You can't, you can't find these discounts anywhere else, up to 30% off of USPS, 86% off of UPS. Whether you're an office sending out invoices, an Etsy shop sending out your products, or a warehouse shipping out truckloads of orders, Stamps.com is the way to go. It's the mailing and shipping solution that you need. Go to Stamps.com right now. Keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with the promo code PAGS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my code PAGS. You'll be glad you did. You'll be saving some money. So I, I truly don't understand because after all these years in broadcasting, 32 years, I still have yet to have anybody tell me exactly why they're so for abortion. Let's abort those babies. And I know that a lot of you have been indoctrinated to believe that it's men trying to tell you what to do with your body. That's not true. It's about not killing the unborn child. That's what it's about. And there's, listen, Whitmer's doing this for one reason. Well, first, she's somebody who's a pro-kill-the-unborn-child person, but also because she thinks that she'll be able to rally uh, uh, Democrats to not vote against her in November. She's done such a horrible job, but she makes this a key a sticking point, abortion, she thinks she can win. I don't think she can, but that's why she's doing it. Keep it here. Joe Pags.